How can we as moms and moms-to-be who are more overwhelmed and worried than ever about our kids find natural, safe, effective, and real-life ways to nurture and cultivate amazing human beings? That is the question, and here are the answers. This is the Parent Coffee Talk, and I'm Dr. Roseanne. I'm Dr. Cleopatra. Let's get started. Good morning or good afternoon, everybody. It's Dr. Cleopatra. I am here with Dr. Roseanne, as always, for the Parents Coffee Talk. And we have a very special guest today. Her name is Shelly Gawip. She's the Professional Woman's Functional Nutritionist. Did I get the title exactly right, Shelly? Perfectly. Okay, good. I'm so glad. We're so excited you're here today, Shelly. And we know that our mamas, our mamas and mamas to be, are going to learn so much from you. And I would love for Dr. Rowe to do a formal introduction so that everybody knows about your incredible credentials and incredible work. This is another one of Dr. Cleopatra's and I buddies. And Shelly as, is as fun-loving and lovey as us two. Shelly is the one who will stay out with me till God knows when we all get together. I, I will too. Yeah. Okay. Well, the last time you had your kids with us. So the next time. That's right. That's, that makes a difference. Those dumb yeah. kids, right, ladies? Like, <laughs> dumb kids. kids. Yeah. I mean, I only do things when it's not work-related without my kids. You know what I mean? Like, of course, <laughs> when it's only work-related, you know. So, we, you know, we get to go on these fun retreats together. And we're part of a special group of, you know, really healers uh, who are helping people. And, and Shelly and Dr. Cleopatra and I are really fortunate and blessed to be with yes. pretty amazing human beings. It's so true. Some of the very best health professionals in the entire world. And a lot of them, our mamas have gotten to experience over the past 10 days or however many days it's been in this series. And it's been so incredible to all the things that we've been able to learn and share in this time. Yeah, it is pretty incredible. It Absolutely. Is. So Thank you I for was bringing this to everyone. It's awesome. Thank it you is, so we much. It was pretty awesome too. And, and we made a cool logo and everything really fast. We so did. Awesome. I really did. We're just doing it. Woohoo! You know, so you jump in, and life is not about perfection. It's about being present in that moment. And this is really just one of those awesome things that happens. And we're so grateful to be, you know, here helping other women in particular. So, um, so let me give you my dear friend Shelly because we'll just start gabbing and forget all about all of her special credentials. So she is one of New Zealand's top functional nutrition experts. I'll let her tell her story because she's got to tell her story. Because every time I tell hear her story of what happened to her, mm-hmm. it just makes me think, wow. Um, yeah. And she's somebody who, in the worst of times, said, mm-hmm. no, I'm going to kill myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, she struggled with her own health issues, including, she's calling it chronic fatigue syndrome, but basically it was way worse than that. And then hyperthyroidism. And she learned to heal her body through nutrition. Um, and then she's taken that knowledge. She went and got her own training and she's taken that knowledge and she helps people from all over the world. But one of her big specialty areas is corporate and professional women, because guess what? 
Well, you know, us mamas don't always, and women don't always take care of ourselves. Yeah, especially when busy. Other people. So welcome, Shelly. And I would love for you to share your story of how you got involved in functional nutrition, because it's truly one of the most powerful stories I've ever heard. I, I agree. As to why you shifted. Mm-hmm. She was not, she may have been born a healer, but she went the route of investment banker first. So... <laughs> That's a little bit different. We need our investment bankers too. We need our investment banker, but she's clearly a healer. And totally. So yes, Rosette, and you're totally right. I definitely did not get into the medical profession by choice. So my story was I was an accountant in New Zealand and then I wanted to move over to a bigger city. So I moved over to Australia to the real downtown area. So to Sydney, which would have been kind of the equivalent of the American New York City. So I went and worked for the largest investment banking firm. Um, And without really thinking about it too much, I was always kind of ambitious and just wanted to try my hardest at my job. And so without really thinking too hard about it, I got promoted and promoted and promoted until I was finance manager at 27 years of age and had a whole heap of reports underneath me, a whole bunch of staff. And I was working extremely long hours um, and I was very driven. So I was getting up in the morning, training for marathons, training for triathlons, training for like every sporting event going, work all day. My breaks would include spin class or some sort of high intensity exercise because I thought that was stress relief. Like I needed to get this stuff done. And I thought, I didn't realize there was such a thing as over exercising mm-hmm. and that could potentially be burning myself out. Um, and I loved a good challenge. So like two months out from a half a marathon, I was like, I'm going to do a half a marathon. Like who needs to train? Like you just push your body and off you go. <laughs> um, so that was my attitude. But the, I the have been foolish born- thinking of your 20s. Shelly. Oh, I went invincible. I look at my young oh clients now and I want to take them because I'm like, you can change, like learn now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then I had a whole heap of health conditions, but I just ignored them. I went to my doctor and they put me on medication. So I had an underactive thyroid. So I got thyroxine. I used to get really bad periods, but I would just take painkillers. I used to get severe hypoglycemia and diabetes runs in my family, but who cares until it's a problem, right? Doctor tells me it's fine, so it's got to be fine. Mm. So that's kind of my attitude. And I just wanted to work. I got Epsom Bar virus or glandular fever, as we call it in New Zealand. I worked from my bed. Simple solution. I got exposed to a whole bunch of mold. Didn't really even know that, that there was such a thing as mold toxicity. So I just kept working. I got heavy metals, but you know, you just keep taking drugs. So it got to the point that my doctor was like, actually, like your energy is so bad, but we can't give you any more drugs. Like at 27, you're at the maximum dose of everything that we can possibly be giving you. And I do remember thinking alarm bells going off being like, hey, I'm really quite young to be on all this medication, but oh, well, like, I guess I'll deal with it when I deal with it. Like it wasn't really, I don't really know. We didn't talk about diet and I didn't really know that something around the corner could all explode. And could all blow up overnight where my health just totally crashed. So I just continued living. I took all my medication. I gave up gluten and I did find, like, I had really bad endometriosis as well. Um, And I found that when I gave up the gluten, my period symptoms did disappear. So I was happy with that. I was fine being gluten-free. That was great. And I thought that was kind of as good as my life was going to get. And that was kind of all I knew about diet and the impact. Then I moved to another investment bank, took on more responsibilities. And so now I was really quite stressed and really working hard. So now I had to prove myself in a new bank. I had quite a high position. 
And within four weeks of starting at this bank, influenza, proper influenza. So not your common cough, not the man flu, nothing like that. Not where we want to like hide from our kids under the covers. It was full blown influenza where now I couldn't get out of bed. I collapsed walking to the shower. Like I was sick. I couldn't cook my dinner. I couldn't stand up. And so I got this, but um, I didn't really fully understand what influenza was. And I went to my doctor, who I used to be able to walk to, but by this stage I had to catch a cab. Um, And so she was like, you've got influenza, stay at home and rest. Two weeks into it, I was like, you know what, I've got a new job, like I've got to get back to work. So I tried going back to work and within an hour I was on the ground, like collapsed again. So my boss said, look, take two months off. You're a liability to the bank because of your health. Let's just get you better and then come back to us. We know you're working hard. So as I was taking the time off, I was actually deteriorating. Like I've now started to lose my mental function. I was an investment banker. I was good with maths. I could now not even add two plus two, basically. Like I was losing all my cognitive function. I couldn't get out of bed. Um, And so I went back to my doctor. And at this stage, she was like, you're so sick. We need to hospitalize you. And I was like, whoa. And my parents didn't really know what was going on. They were in a different country. And I didn't really take it that seriously. Like I just sleep all day and just left it at that. And so I knew with the little bit of knowledge that I did have, if I went to the hospital and I ate that food, I really would die. So I get my parents to bring me back to New Zealand. And so then my mom turns into my full-time carer for the next 18 months. So we see every doctor in New Zealand. Then we go international thanks to technology. Um, And we start, and nothing really makes me better. By this time, I can't really read. I'm sleeping for 23 hours a day. My parent, my dad has to carry me wherever we're moving in the house if I ever get out of my bed. My sister, who's an ICU nurse, is really worried because I'm not moving. And so she's like, there's going to be a whole bunch of other problems that come up because of this, because nobody should stay in bed like that. And so we, my parents were just frightened. They were being told again and again and again that I was going to die. And I kept saying to my parents, no, and every doctor, I'm going to live and I'm going to live to help one person. I don't know how and I don't know why at this stage. I don't know why this is ha- – well, I do know why. I ignored every single health symptom of going. But I don't know how I'm going to get myself better, but I will get myself better to help somebody else. And so at about 10 months or 12 months into it, I said to my parents one of, in those short times that I was awake eating, there's got to be something to diet. Like we've had food and water forever. So nobody's talking about diet with me. Nobody's looking at diet. What can we do? And so at that point, my mom found the Nora Gouges book and um, was the Primal Life book. And she talks about, you know, kind of broth and fermented foods. And I'd grown up in a family that wasn't particularly healthy. We ate some fruit and veggies, ate our meat, but we liked a lot of pasta, those types of things. Like we weren't into lollies. So I was never allowed fizzy drinks or anything like that or, and candy, but we weren't super healthy. And so my mom was like, okay, well, let's do this together. So she was like, let's introduce fermented foods and let's introduce bone broth. That's all we did. With that alone, I could now stay awake for two hours. So return on investment as an investment banker, we're like way up. Like my mom is happy because it's like dirt cheap to do that sort of stuff. My dad gets really involved and he starts making it for the household and he like absolutely loves it, learns all about it. So my mom's like, yes. We've like started to get him more in the kitchen. He's helping his daughter get better too. Like now the family's turned a corner. Um, And so there was a little bit of hope. And at that point, we realized the power in food is medicine. Like it truly became so real. But at the same time, it became so real that it became a real stress for my mom. 
because my mum now saw if she got one meal wrong, my health would crash straight after that meal. So the pressure on a mum when the baby, and I'm always going to be her baby no matter what age I am. I mean, of course. Yes, See, the baby gets sick, she totally collapsed and crashed herself. She'd just be beside herself. Like the pressure was real. And so after that, so at that about that 12-month mark, we started to really be like, okay, they're selling to this food as medicine. So we did the fermented foods, the bone broth. We got out the sugar. We got out the dairy. We got out the gluten. The gluten was already out for all of us. And then we started to notice that eggs are really healthy, right? But every single day when my mom would make me eggs, I would put my head down straight afterwards on the countertop and fall asleep. Like I'd be like, mom, I feel so tired. I feel exhausted. So we realized that eggs were causing me a huge amount of inflammation. I was really allergic to eggs. So we pulled them out of my diet and now I could stay awake for four hours in the morning. And then I'd sleep the rest of the day. So that was huge. And I started to be able to crawl up the stairs to the next level without needing my parents' help. So 18 months in, where now I could read like a paragraph at a time before being exhausted, it meant that I could now, um, at that point, I was like, you know what? Nobody else has been able to get me better. And like, I'm still too young to be only awake for four hours a day. So I'm going to study nutrition. So from that moment, that's when I started looking into courses and that's when I started looking into different things and I started looking into what functional nutrition was and I saw that the best programs were coming out of the States. And so that's when I determined that I was going to study it, I was going to learn lab testing, I was going to learn everything I possibly could to, with the main goal of getting myself better, helping my family and then just helping one person. Because remember, I still wanted to go back to investment banking. I loved my corporate life. Um, and so that was my story. And so from there, I studied and trained, got myself better, got my family better. And that one client then turned into a whole clinic of clients with a big waiting list and an online community. So there we go. Yeah, I know. And let's let's like talk about this because like you have such enthusiasm that it's hard to understand the pain. Like when you say you were only awake for 10 minutes, like you could lift your head. Like we're talking, her eyes were open. It took long time with changes in nutrition for your body to be like, start self-repairing. And then even right. in your healing journey, you know, the food was the first part, but you also realized like you had metals and mold and there was a lay- lot of layers in this. So many layers. Like it was literally piece by piece. It was healing yeah. layer by yeah. layer by layer. And as I got yeah. more energy, I could go to the next layer. But right. it was literally, it didn't happen overnight. Yeah. Um, and partly because I was learning to do it on my own self, it took a much longer process. You know, the other part of this is that um, I know Stephanie really well, and what she didn't really, kind of didn't really go into detail is her parents consulted every possible physician you could think of. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was on Skype with everybody all over the world. And at one point, her physicians, the physician said, like, you know, you just got to let her go. Like, as a mother, it just, like, breaks my heart. And I also love that you were like, eh, I'm going to just learn it myself. <laughs> I, like, I'm going to live. I'm going to live to help one person. I love that so much. Yes. Yeah. You know, we all have the power in ourselves to heal, heal ourselves. I mean, thankfully, people like you that can shortcut it. Because you had to take a lot of time to learn all yes, that stuff. That's the key thing. Like when clients ask me like certain supplements that they're on and they were like, oh, were you ever on these things? And I'm like, yeah. But when I was on them, I needed about 10 times the amount that you're taking. 
because I didn't know, like I didn't have all the knowledge and I didn't have all the right. shortcuts that can help you right. with so that your yeah. journey, like the next client that was almost as sick as me, she was the next one that I started working with. I started seeing her maybe in like September. By December, she was in Disneyland with her family. She wasn't a hundred percent and we both laughed, but she's like, yeah, I totally shortcut. You're like, and we're going to talk about like suffering. She's like, you suffered so that you could shortcut my journey. Yeah. <laughs> like, you have all the hacks, right? You know, just like when somebody yeah. comes to me for mental health and Cleopatra to have a baby, you yeah. know, we help them on that journey. Right. But I, I mean, yeah. just what a story of just feel like just absolutely at the bottom and how you and your family rose together, right? So incredible. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was that and mother's love too, the power and your mother's love. That as working mothers, we don't realize how powerful the belief in our child, how powerful that touch, that connection is with our little ones mm-hmm. or our big yeah. ones in my case. I'm always <laughs> little in my mom's life. Yeah. That is so beautiful, Shelly. Yeah. There's nothing stronger than a mother's love. Uh, there's nobody that takes better action than a mama either, mm-hmm. right? Don't mess with a mama, That's right? right. Yeah. So Shelly, in your journey, because you were a corporate woman and you really helped so many corporate women, in your case is that extreme version. Like what are common issues? What are symptoms? What are things that women are seeing today? Mm. 100% like really common and you're right I was extreme but I when it first started happening I wasn't extreme I only got extreme because I didn't know the symptoms and like when I go into corporations and the HR managers will always ask me like why am I here like what is my purpose and I'm like if I can bring awareness to a symptom when it's little it's never going to turn into my story and I didn't know any better because I only knew what my parents had taught me. I only knew which the education had taught me, which was nothing. I didn't really know what to look for. I didn't know that my symptoms weren't normal. Because a lot of us have seen Sarah Jessica Parker in Sex in the City. That was what I grew up with. And she eats ice cream and goes to bed every month when it's her period. So I just thought having really severe period symptoms uh, was kind of normal. Right. Everyone talks about it. And Claire, right. you, you'd see this with your women. Everyone talks about it. So we unite about how bad our periods are. And right. because we're all talking about it in the lunchroom, it means it's normalized. But a bad period is not normal. Not. I say to all my corporate women, every single month we are so lucky because we get a monthly check-in with our, how our health is tracking, and it's free. We do not need to see a doctor. We do not need to see a functional nutritionist. We can check for ourselves every single month what is happening with our health. And it's so, so, it is a vital sign. It is a vital sign and it should be considered a vital sign. Absolutely. That's what I think too. It's a free vital sign that we get. And if you're not getting it every single month, well, that's a vital sign in itself. Yeah. So it's all, so the key things that I tell clients and women, especially that you can be doing at home is looking, checking your period health. Check that you're even ovulating, whether you want to have children or not. Make sure you're ovulating because it's another vital sign. Yes. And then in terms of day-to-day health, like what is happening, when I talk to these corporate women and all the women that come into my clinic, they're getting some sort of symptom. A lot of people are reporting to me bloating, not going poos every single day. Checking your poo health is another vital free sign mm-hmm. that you so can important. And you can do it when you're in house lockdown. You can get out. I say get out and like stick a chart. And start charting this stuff. 
Like, come on. It's fun. It's easy. The whole family can do it. You're never too young to learn about your poo health. So <laughs> you want to be gone. Well-formed sausages, as I like to call them to my clients so they know what they're looking for, <laughs> every single day. Uh, so, so and yeah. They, I mean, so many people don't go to the party every day. No, they 100% do. I had one client yesterday, now that I'm working virtually, yeah. and she said, oh, but I haven't been to the toilet for three weeks. That's normal. Oh, my and goodness. Forget, I would go crazy. Yeah. We always forget, though, that's normal to them. Because that's all they've ever known. That's so right. Unless we're out there, like on our soapboxes, telling people kind of what these vital signs are and what to look for, we don't know any different. Like me, when I used another thing that I see all the time with my clients is they wake up needing a cup of coffee. Yeah. And I'm like, if you need a cup of coffee to for your energy, there is something depleted, something deficient with your adrenal health. You do not want to need a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. And like when I was working in the bank or even in the accounting world, you know, people that complain about the cost of coffee, right? I'd walk every single day to work with my sister. And I was like, look, sis, I was like, that $4 that I spend on my coffee is keeping me in my job. Like that's $4. That's my salary. It's good return. on <laughs> I don't have the coffee. Even back then in my first graduate job as an accountant, I knew the coffee was giving me the energy to get the black brain clarity, I thought, to get me through the day. Mm. So I didn't realize, because coffee also is so normal, I didn't realize that needing the coffee was actually a sign that A, my brain wasn't working properly and my adrenals were exhausted. That's like the amount of people that are like, especially working mums, that come into clinic and they're like, oh, but I've got brain fog, I've got baby fog. Mm. And, And I'll be like, so how old is your youngest child? And they'll be like, oh, 15. And I'm like, no, 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 there is no brain fog or baby fog. Like that is a sign your body is inflamed. Yeah. Joint pain, like when people have got morning stiffness, when they've got joint pain, also a sign your body's inflamed. When you've made amazing changes to your diet and you still can't shift weight, major sign that your body's inflamed. So those are, and those are all things that you can come to us, like Cleopatra, Roseanne, me with saying, hey, my body's out of balance. Mm-hmm. I know oh, that's, that's your lane. I mean, we have, we have people that do health coaching with our clients and whatnot, but it's a lot of family health coaching. I know. I for so, yeah. I'm not going there. You go there. You deal with the mothers. I'll take the children. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, we do. It's like, I just want them when they're giving, when they're trying to get pregnant. That's when they're happy. We all love it. We all win. We all celebrate. You deal with the bloating afterwards. I don't want to poop for 21 days because I'm going to go, please tell me you're not on Miralax. And it's so funny because you talk about these things. If you're right, we adjust. And what happens when you're not healthy, it's a slow decline. Mm -hmm. If it were overnight, you would be like, something is really wrong with me, right? But when it's slow, you don't notice those subtle signs. You almost miss it. Yeah. And they are red alerts. And now, you know, I mean, I've been healthy my whole life, but I've had you know, health challenges along the way. And and when I, you know, was in grad school, got, you know, my mono, my Epstein-Barr got reactivated and and made a lot of changes and whatnot. And I'm a super, super healthy person. I take really good care of myself. And the littlest things now, not the littlest things, but I am so attuned to my body and my brain. I know when I feel off, right? 
And then I just, I make adjustments. This is an evolutionary process, you so know, like even yeah. us three who are very ridiculously conscientious about our mind, body, and spirit, we have to make adjustments according to life. Like all three of us right now are working really hard. We are working um, really so, hard. right? My experience has been, I have always eaten clean. But I have not, you know, I've had periods where I don't sleep enough. That's like my my weakness, the place where I tend to fall short. But what I will say is that I noticed that the cleaner and cleaner and healthier my life is, and, and I am, the more sensitive I am to any little thing that doesn't fit with that. So I don't touch gluten. I almost never touch dairy. I almost never touch sugar. But if I'm exposed to one of those things unintentionally, I feel it right away, right away. Because I think that's what happens when you feel so good. You notice even the slightest change that takes away from you getting to feel that good. And do you know, Cleopatra, it's so funny you should say that because some clients come to me and they're like, but I feel worse. Like, why do I feel worse coming to see you? And my analogy with them is when we were younger, right? Because we are like, you know, we wouldn't do this anymore, ladies. But when we were younger, we used to go into the nightclubs and we used to like be with all our friends, dancing the night away and having a really good time. And the music I'm not too. opposed to doing that, by the way. The music is really loud. That's kind of like when your body's really inflamed. Like when most people come into the clinic and see me the first time, their bodies are so inflamed they can't hear. Like if we were in the nightclub talking, they wouldn't be able to hear us properly, right? Mm -hmm. But when we're in clinic together and as their bodies become less inflamed, like we take away some of the inflammatory pieces, the signals or the sound gets louder. So it's like us talking in the clinic, I mean in the nightclub, is like when we're really inflamed. So everything's inflaming us basically. So we can't really hear all the details. We can't really work out if it's that food, if it's the lack of water, if it's the supplement, whatever it is. Like we can't really read the signals because our body is just so inflamed. But as soon as we get into my office and we're just talking one-on-one, they hear everything. You would hear everything that I'm saying. And that's like our bodies. As we bring down the pieces of inflammation bit by bit, the body is always talking to us. That's the brilliant thing of it. And that's the brilliance of how clever our bodies are. And as we take away the inflammatory load, we as the patient or the client can start to hear all those signals. And so then forever, like you were saying, Cleopatra, we become so aware of those signals. Yeah. We can tweak things. Like my first client today, now that we're all working from home and she's with all her computers and her technology and her Wi-Fi, so inflamed because of the wi-fi so we could tweak that like i said great day two of working from home let's get onto this quick smart where i gave her some tests to do and she's going to come back to me this afternoon but we can tweak these things Mm -hmm. because she knows her body so well i was like hang on a second you haven't had those symptoms in a long time what is going on here where is your wi-fi where and so we were able to answer because her health was so good now that changed, where I suddenly knew straight away what it was and we can action it so it's not detrimental to her while she's at home. That's okay. the cool thing, like you're saying, where you can tweak things as soon as you're more sensitive and attuned to your body and so it never deteriorates like mine did. I put my fertility clients on a, a pretty involved, strict regimen during the trimester, especially if they've been having fertility challenges one of them I was meeting with right before 
said, you know, I had some dairy last night for the first time and I had such a bad reaction to it. So much worse than she had ever had before. But that's because her body has healed so much. He had such incredible inflammation, endometriosis, PCS, gum disease, inflamed throughout the body. And all of that has shifted for her. She had to be on painkillers her whole period. All of that has shifted for her. And so now like us, having, you know, an input that wasn't, isn't consistent with how strong her body is. She felt it right away. And this is, you know, this is one of the ways that I talk to my kids about eating clean. I don't say eat that because it's healthy or don't eat that because it's not healthy. I'll tell them your body's way too strong for that. Have this instead. Because it really is about how strong. I love that Cleopatra. Yes. Yes. Because they are. And I'm like, feed yourself yourself with things that are as strong as you are. Right. And it's such a beautiful opportunity instead of feeling like we're restricting ourselves in some way. Like I don't ever miss gluten. I don't feel restricted because I don't eat gluten. Me too. I I agree with you, Cleopatra. And to my clients, I always say like, and there's no good or bad necessarily because we don't want to talk about restrictions, mm-hmm. but there's foods that are full of nutrition and nutrients. Right. And if we want to be having the best health possible, we yeah. want to be feeding ourselves with the best nutrients possible. Yes. And while a food does not cause you a symptom, if it's got zero nutrition in it, you are doing nothing for your body. Exactly. Like it's zero. It's zero nothing. So exactly. why would you want to, if we've only got so much stomach room each day, well, how would you want to waste any of that on zero nutrition? Like, who has time for that? I don't. Me like, like you say, we want to get in as many goodness. And like, we just don't have enough stomach space for all the goodness we need anyway. Yeah. So it's not a case of restriction. It's literally like, I think of myself like a machine, right? Like, I want to be the best machine possible. Oh, so we need to put in the best goodness possible. And that comes from all your nutrient-dense, all your nutrient-rich foods. Totally. All these other foods. It's not restriction. It's just you don't have time for that. Yes. The reality is you don't have enough stomach room. Totally. Shelly, tell us, we already know how powerful bone broth and fermented foods were for you. So tell us what other foods professional women who want to be incredibly high-functioning machines want to be eating every day. So I would say... They don't want to be eating as well. Well, they don't want to be eating anything that's causing them inflammation. The biggest things are always like your dairy, your gluten, and your sugar, obviously. Um, some women will be like eggs, eggs were a thing for me, and nightshades, but that's not everyone. So if they're not causing you any problems, keep them in because you want as much of a variety as possible. Mm-hmm. Food is medicine. Mm-hmm. So any foods causing the, in the individual inflammation has got to go. Because it's inflaming your body. So it's, it's going to be giving you that foggy brain. It's going to be depleting your energy levels. And no corporate woman has time for that. Like we've got things to do. No time. Um, and, so, and we've got no time for snacking. Like no. as if women need any more time, like any more stress in their lives coming up with all these like six or seven meals a day. Like it's ridiculous. Like get back some time because you don't yes. have any time. Yeah. So what your three meals a day maximum. Two or, and have, two or three. Have, and it saves money. Yeah, you can go through. I said three maximum, Cleopatra. Two is even better. Like efficiency at its best. Yes. Like, come on, we've got to streamline this stuff. Yes. Um, and like everyone working from home now, I'm like, way to save money on your grocery bills. 
Get out the snacking. That's going to save you money. Like you write down how much you spend and then you get out the snacking and dollars are going to go down. Like this is like saving money. Like, come on, people. I'm about giving you the best benefits for all the different possibilities. (laughs) So maximum three meals a day. And how you're going to last with your meals, one to the next to the next, is good quality fats. Yes. So fats fuel the brain. Fats fuel your sex hormones, your steroid hormones. Fats fuel your good energy like this. Like we do not want to be these roller coasters that happens when we're having all the glucose or the sugars. So you need good quality fats, whether that's plant-based fats or animal fats, but every single meal. And like for my really busy clients, I'm like, you just buy a bottle of oil, keep it in your office. And then if you want your takeaway food or your takeaway salads, drizzle the oil on top. If yeah. you like eating out. Not I love that. That's a great hack. You need a little See? Oh, Roseanne, we've got to have all these hacks. Like my clients don't have time for not having hacks. Yeah. Like that I, is my job. I, I cut avocados in half and freeze them, throw them on my salad. Totally. Oh, I I've never frozen an avocado. So good. Except they well, freeze really nicely. Just use um, paper, wax paper in between each of them. Okay. Except for the teething. What were you going to say, Shelly? And they make you feel better and they give you that long lasting energy. So those that are like, you want your skin. Like, and oh, it's really for your skin. Yeah. It's See, it's and they actually fill you up. So you end up eating less food once again. Your meals can be smaller. Your portion sizes can be smaller. And just the amount of time you have to think about your food just goes down. Yeah. It's brilliant. And then, um, oh, eating wise, then those are the foods that you don't, oh, then you just want, like, oh, so I always said a client, sorry, I have too much information. <laughs> We're all excited. <laughs> where they have free it or where they have pasta, whether it's gluten-free because now they've given up gluten, so now they want those gluten-free. I'm like, as much as possible, use your leafy greens. Yeah. So instead of the bread, have a base of leafy greens with your egg and with your sauerkraut. Like always, like gluten-free options are fine for my working mums when they need it. Like when they've got home really late and life's just a bit stressful. I'm not saying not to have it. That the occasional thing that when life is busy, have it by all means. But it's not the thing you want to be having day in and day out. Right. They've got zero nutrients for you. That's so right. wherever you can, instead of having, and like bread and restaurants, it's always the carrier for your fat anyway. It's the carrier for your butter or it's the carrier for your olive oil. So where you can, just put the fat, put the oil, put the butter straight onto the food. Mm-hmm. You do not need the carrier. Get it out. Mm-hmm. So wherever you can, you want to, and I said to clients like minimum, like I know Dr. Terry Walls, who we all love too, she kind of tells people to have like nine to 11 servings of veggies a day. But most of my women are not going to do that. Most clients aren't going to do that. So I say as a benchmark, let's at least try for four to six. Mm-hmm. And that's really hard to be getting six servings, six cups of veggies a day without getting them in at breakfast too. Mm-hmm. So there ain't no time for that bread. We've got to be getting in the leafy veggies or putting it into your smoothie, those greens into your smoothie, the sprouts, the avocados, mm-hmm. whatever you're going to like and enjoy, the micro herbs, like anything. Like at this time of the year, we can be getting into our gardens and pulling all those out, all those veggies. The more greens you can get in, the better because that's where we're going to get all our vitamins and our minerals. Yes. Soups, like you combine, once again, stacking. I'm a big fan of stacking. Like we've got, we've got to get all these things in. Mm-hmm. Do your bone broth or do your veggie broth 
but then turn it into a soup. So then you're getting extra veggies at lunch. So yeah. now you've hit the nail on the head with your broth. You've got the veggies, put in some oil on top and voila, perfect meal. You've got it. Yes. Talk a little bit about protein for us, both both vegan slash vegetarian, plant-based options, and then animal products. So proteins as well. We want them obviously at our meals too, because that's really good for our muscle repair. A lot of women are training. A lot of us are training. So we want to be able to repair our muscles. We want to be able to repair our bodies and we um, just for renewal and regrowth and all the good things, right? So I like them to have protein, fats, and veggies at each meal. That's kind of my rule. So we're getting covering all the bases. Yes. I'm a bit, especially when I'm going to the office. So a little bit of a hack that I do with all my corporate clients is do a smoothie in the morning. So you can get your fats, you can get your veggies. And then I use like me personally, because I'm not vegan. I use like collagen and a protein powder. Like, yes. But for all my vegan clients, we use a very clean, protein powder and I get them I encourage them to put it in their smoothie because it's a quick and easy way to do it mm-hmm. obviously for yeah. what's in there is it pea is it pea protein, pea protein. There's something really interesting about pea protein we know that peas have a molecule that possesses contraceptive qualities so there's not research to evaluate whether peas are behaving as a contraceptive, but theoretically it is possible. So I make all of my mamas take, I have all my mamas take out any peas, any pea protein just in case. And it's really interesting, but I see a big shift with the women who were consuming it every day when they go off of it. And so, so, fertility. so just FYI. Awesome. That's a great FYI. It's an important thing to know. So, and, and again, we don't know this for sure, but theoretically it is possible and plausible. So we just rule it out just in case. So what protein then do you, what base of the protein is for your vegan clients? Yes, this is part of the challenge. So one of the things can be chlorella. And if they're not going grain free, they can have like sprouted brown rice and spirulina. However, I really do like, I definitely recommend gluten free because that also can be a game changer for fertility for inflammation, for thyroid function, for so so many things. But I also recommend grain-free as well. So if they go grain-free, then, you know, our options are, they get narrower and narrower, to be honest with you. Absolutely. Then it has to be like, you know, essentially chlorella, spirulina, um, nuts and seeds. I mean, those are the... I was going to say that. So yeah, so for clients like that, then they, if they're doing a smoothie or something, or they're making their breakfast, like a seeded breakfast or whatever. And hemp seeds. I don't know. Do you have hemp-based protein powders? Yes. And those, and those those work. Yeah. Yeah, That's what I say too. Those are my favorite, like hemp-based ones are my favorite for my vegan vegetarian. So Shelly, when you work with people, when I'm hearing just a recap, you know, you really listen to them. You try to be a detective about the symptoms you hear connected to your expertise. I know you love doing deep dive testing, which we're not going to have time for. I'd love to have you come back just about testing. We would love that. Yes. And I want you to do that for the amazing way about that. And then you really help people dive through and really say like, this is what's going on. This is what's going on. And you have such great little hacks 
specific when it's turned into virtual all my clients are like oh that's fine we can keep seeing you virtually because you listen it's always the key words like sometimes it'll be 15 minutes into the appointment before they'll say something and i'm like aha there we go that's it and they're like what are you talking about and i'm like blah, 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 blah. Like, yes that was what i needed to hear like i've been waiting i've been waiting and these are even clients like i had one my last like my appointment the last day in the office and I was, and I've been seeing her regularly and she was like, well, it'll be easy for us to go online because you just got that from what I said. And it's like those tweaking things where I'm listening to key things that I didn't know myself, like when I was in the bank, because we just don't know. Yeah. My job was to be a finance manager. My job was not to be a health detective for my own body. Yeah. My job was when I then went to see a practitioner, I could have just talked and I just wanted them to pick up what I needed to do or what was happening or like this morning with this client she just said one thing and I was like like we were talking about the EMFs and then she was like oh I just got a bit lightheaded and I was like boom blah, 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 blah. I was like okay here's our plan <laughs> yeah, so much homework and I was like you've got to get that to me by the end of Friday we're good to go <laughs> you're even more out of the office I was like I want you to go back to your office but now the real funny part is now that I'm working from home clients have got no excuse I'm like well you get up and you go to your cupboard and you bring that back you take me to your cupboard like I was like that's hilarious that's awesome now I can give them all the hacks and I'm going to my cupboard so it's kind of working like it's fun it's different but yes Roseanne it's all about me listening knowing what those things mean and then being able to join the dots for the client the Mm -hmm. client obviously has to do the hard work in terms of whatever changing implementation Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll have all your info too, but I know you also work with organizations and corporations too, but how can people best individuals and corporations, how can they best reach you, Shelly? Well, two things. One, my website, which is www.shellygarlic.com um, or Instagram. I love going on Instagram. And like now it's yeah. like super fun. It's my favorite because there's good chat. It's fun. There's good energy. So last night I was like, you know what? I was making my fermented veggies in my kitchen last night. And normally that's not a thing. But I was like, people always ask me for cooking demos. And I'm like, no, no, I'm too busy in the office. No, no, I can't do that. And I was like, Shelly, like you're in your kitchen. Like it's a Thursday night. People, you don't even have a TV or Netflix. So you can at least provide entertainment for everyone else. Um, and so That's I just showing them how to like, who doesn't want to be in the kitchen with Shelly? I was like, this is going to be a real fun lockdown period. I know. It sounds like a rabbit. It's so thing. fun, Shelly. What's your Instagram, Shelly, so I can, we can share it with people? Shelly Garwith, oh. FM. So Shelly and then G-A-W-I-T-H-F-M. So yeah. it's going to be fun. And like I'm saying to everyone, now is our opportunity to work with practitioners, work with doctors, double down on our health, sort it out. Like use this as the opportunity that it is. We're slowing down. We're in our homes. Mm-hmm. We're with our families. Like get it sorted now. And then you can teach your whole family. Turn, turn it out. Yeah. yeah. It's an opportunity. Well, you, you are just a wealth of knowledge. You know, I love your energy. Me um, too, Shelly. So fun I to have know. you. So fun to have you. We'll definitely have you come back. I'd love to hear more about labs because I think that's such a missing element in health. Yes, absolutely. Thanks so much, guys. Yes, absolutely. We love you, Shelly. Bye. We do love you. Have a great day over there in New Zealand. We love you and we'll see you soon. 
Hi there, precious mama. This is Dr. Cleopatra, the fertility strategist and the executive director of the Fertility and Pregnancy Institute. I cannot wait for you to come over and visit us at fertilitypregnancy.org. And I want you to make sure that you stop in and you download the free ultimate fertility checklist. You will learn so much about your fertility that no one has ever told you before, including about the primester and epigenetics during the primester. Don't waste another moment without coming to see us at fertilitypregnancy.org. Every single day matters when it comes to preserving, extending, and igniting our fertility and ensuring that we get to have as many super babies as our heart desires when it's the right time in our lives. I'll see you there. Sending you so much love and warmest wishes and I'm sprinkling all the baby dust in your direction for whenever you want it.